the text that calls for our attention on this Lord's Day is primarily our reading from our epistle lesson, Romans chapter 5, especially these concluding words. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Giving in to temptation has consequences. It's a pretty solid biblical statement. And no doubt it is a statement that is backed up by our specific readings chosen for our meditation this day. In fact, you might say that it is the best summary you could give of all three of the readings we read. First, let us take that first reading where we heard of Adam and Eve's situation back in the Garden of Eden. God had warned Adam and Eve that there would indeed be consequences if they decided to disobey his commandment regarding the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He told them that on the day they ate it, they would die. He told this to them long before that snake ever slithered his sly way into Eden. But after all of Satan's temptations, Adam and Eve lost trust in the word of God. They simply didn't believe that giving in to temptation would have any bad consequences. Much to the opposite. They had become convinced that the only consequence of their action would be that they would be more like God. And so they ate the fruit of the tree. And sure enough, there were consequences. They would die, just as God had promised them. Furthermore, they would be removed from the Garden of Eden, that perfect and beautiful and fruitful place that God had designed for them to live forever. Oh, there would be pain in childbirth, and there would be great toil in labor. But perhaps right away, Adam and Eve did not even fully grasp the true consequence of their actions. Paul, in the book of Romans, makes that last consequence very clear. He says that through one man, Adam, all men fell into sin, and therefore death came to all men. Talk about a weighty consequence. Not only had Adam and Eve brought death upon themselves, but they had brought death upon all of humanity because of Adam and Eve and their falling into temptation. There was this terrible consequence. Our gospel reading then, though, takes us in the completely opposite direction. There we are reminded that there are consequences for standing firm in the face of temptation. But this time, not terrible consequences, but good consequences. You see, Jesus went out there into the wilderness as the spotless Lamb of God. And his remaining in that state was essential to you and to me and to all of humanity. For you see, if Jesus left that time of temptation with just one spot upon him, he could no longer be that atoning sacrifice that was needed for sin. Yes, if he had fallen to any of the temptations that Satan laid before him, 
we would be lost indeed. There would be no forgiveness. There would be no more life. There would be no more eternal salvation. If that one sacrifice set apart by God for all eternity to come and to offer himself as the atoning sacrifice for sin did not remain without a blemish, well then he could not be offered up on the cross. And so each time we hear how the devil came with all of his dastardly deceptions and yet see Jesus answering those things with the word of God and remaining pure, we should yell out with glee. For the fact that Jesus remained steadfast has consequences for you. His falling means forgiveness and life and salvation for you. Our epistle reading again puts it so perfectly and powerfully. Paul writes, For if because of one man's trespass, death reigns through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace in the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam and Eve gave in to temptation, and there were grave consequences. Through their trespass, sin and death came to reign over all humanity. Jesus, on the other hand, stood firm and did not fall into sin from temptation. And there were great consequences for that. Yes, indeed, through his righteous action, justification and life have been secured for all men. But what about the temptations you face? The temptations you face every day. Does it really matter what choice you make in the end? Would falling into temptation and then into sin have bad consequences? Would standing firm really have good consequences? Well, I suppose we all know the answer is yes, but I think we often try to convince ourselves the opposite is true. Oh, we understand that Adam and Eve's sin had really big consequences for the whole world. We understand that Jesus not giving in to temptation and remaining pure had great consequences for the whole world. But we're often not really that sure that our individual actions really have all that big of a consequence. Certainly, we at least decide that if there are any consequences for our actions, they'll fall upon us and us alone. But of course, that's not true either. And sometimes we even convince ourselves that sinning really has no consequence upon us either. We decide that everybody's doing it and everybody seems pretty fine, and so there's really nothing to worry about. How often we use that kind of thinking to justify a sin or to continue sinning in a particular way. But we are called to recognize today that when we do that, we're simply lying to ourselves and buying into the tricks of the evil one. When you face temptation, it does matter. There are consequences for giving into that temptation and consequences if you stand firm in the face of that temptation. I mean, not honoring authorities in your life, as God calls you to do, destroys the very way that God intends to provide for you. Falling into sexual immorality often ruins marriages and brings children into places that are less than ideal. 
Stealing from someone literally takes food off their table. And the list could go on and on. But truly the greatest consequences of sin are not those that are felt in the temporal world. There are eternal consequences for sin, the scriptures tell us. For while we act like sinning is just something everyone does, and therefore it's not really that big of a deal, the scriptures tell us that when we sin, we bring separation between ourselves and God. And the scriptures tell us that if we go on sinning without repentance, well, that will mean eternal separation from God. And so we, the children of God, who know and understand these things, we ought to fight against temptation with every bit of power that the conquering king gives to us in the waters of baptism, just like he did for Kenna and Tessa today. We ought to resist temptation with the power of the Spirit of God that was given to us on that day as well. We ought to face temptation with the confidence that our Lord Jesus has already defeated the devil and offers us a share in his victory. We should resist temptation and sin. Oh, none of us will do this perfectly, but we should never let the fact that we won't be perfect stop us from actually doing what the Lord calls us to do, which is to flee temptation and the evil one. As today we have to confess to God that all too often we have bought into the lie of Satan that says that our actions have little consequence. We confess that all too often we think that God himself doesn't take our little sins all that seriously. We confess that we rarely feel a real terror of conscience when we sin before God. Yes, we have to confess that we have bought into the lies of Satan and that we wish to do better. Well, thankfully today as we confess, God turns our hearts back to his son Jesus. He turns us back to that spotless lamb of God. He turns us back to that one who conquered the devil's deceptions, who stood firm in the face of temptation, who slayed the evil one with the word of God. He turns us back to him, for he is our salvation. He's the place where we find forgiveness and life. And if we truly are taking to heart the fact that sin has consequences, God then reminds us that his son's sinlessness has great consequences as well. For the fact that he remained a spotless lamb meant that he could be offered up as that perfect and atoning sacrifice for each and every one of our sins. Though we deserve death, God gives to us life. He gives it to you right now in these life-giving words. He will give it to you soon in bread and in wine filled up with the very body and blood of Christ. He gives it to you time and time again because you sin time and time again. Oh yes, we will not buy Satan's lies any longer. We know that sin has consequences. But this we know even better. The sinless Son of God and his death have bigger consequences than any sin could ever bring. The consequences of his work for us are life and salvation.
He has given it to us through his death and his resurrection. And we rejoice this day again to be one of his very children. Amen.